Welcome to episode 23 of Running Matters. My name is Matt North. I'm joined by my co-host, Paul Hadfield. How you going, Hattie? Good, mate. Happy to be here on Friday afternoon. Yes, it's good beer drinking time of the week. Our special guest today is Simone Hayes. How you going, Simone? Good, thank you. Thank you very much for coming in today. And we should mention our partners, Goo Energy, Filter Brewing, Guy Mere Allied Health and Swim Guard Pool Fence Certification. How's the training going, Hattie? Mate, it's going okay. There's not much coming up in the next couple of months. I've got a half marathon in May and then the Ultra Trail 22, so nothing real long at the moment. So just doing some bits and pieces, getting on the bike, getting in the climbing gym a couple of times. Nice. A few Ks. Just mixing it up a bit at the moment. So Catching up with Benny. I haven't seen him in the gym. I haven't seen him in the gym. No, I reckon he's uh, hoaxing on that as well. I don't reckon he's climbing either. Might be hanging on the roof, mate. You just don't see him. Nah, he's not that good. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what's the half marathon coming up? I'm going to do that Shri Chinmoy thing down at Lady Carrington. Carrington. Yeah, start of May. 5th of May, about the 5th of May. So four weeks from this weekend. Yeah. So something a bit local and shortish. Nice and handy. Yeah. Lady Carrington. Haven't done that one down there before, so... Should be fun. So I'm doing the Royal Challenge the day before. Okay. So I'm excited about that. Half marathon, paddle run race. Simone, you've done it numerous times. Are you yeah. doing that race? No. This, this time? Not this time. The, the date's different. It's normally clashes with UTA. Yeah. So, yeah, I, he moves it around a bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it is the 4th of May. That's one race I haven't signed up for yet. Yeah. It's not too late. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. Four weeks away. say never. Yeah. You could do it. <laughs> yeah, how often do you say never? Never. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, you've got a big race in two days. You're doing Mount Solitary? Half, half of a big race. You're doing half, half of Mount Solitary. I'm in the team for yep. Mount Solitary. Yeah. Yep. So. Are you looking forward to that? I am. I am. I've done the full race three times, so it's, um, yeah, nice to be able to stop halfway, actually. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, so, so what's what's the half distance? How far is that? It's 24 k's. Yeah. So we, I, I do the Mount Solitary climb and then finish up at the top of Ferber. Yeah. And then tag my other runner and she does the Lura Jamison Kadumba finish. Nice. By yeah. far the best half. You I think that. so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. It's a more interesting half. Who's your partner? Who are you running with? Kristen Grace. Oh. She's a great chick. She's um a girl I met when I was training for Coast Cosy. Yep. So we did a lot of running together and um cried together when it was cancelled. So. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. we're going to yeah. get to that. So, <laughs> that. so I mean, I actually know her through a client, through a client, through a client, and met her. But, but yeah, she's a very good runner, good girl, good company. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. Just having a bit of a fun day out together. Cool. Do I sense a um. An age group podium there. I'm hoping for a female podium. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're hoping for. But, you know, put it out there, we'll give it a crack. I don't know who else is going to tell. There's only 25 teams in total. Yeah. So whether they're mixed men's with female, we don't know who's sort of on the table. So see who turns up on the day. Yeah. We'll give it a crack. Good luck. Yep. Have a good day. Have you looked at the weather? What's the weather doing? Warmish, yeah, warmish now. Yeah. So I think I might be not too bad for the first half, but Kristen will get a bit more heat. But she lives in Penrith, so she's used to the heat. Yeah. So mm. she's um doesn't the heat doesn't sort of face her. So, yeah. You've uh, you've really worked it out well for yourself to get in while it's a bit cool. Get, get, get the better too. leg as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I thought mm. so. Yeah. Good. Well done. That's yeah. good. That's good work. Um. Big news, Wolfie. Big news. Yeah. 
So before we go on to the big news, we should say that by the time this is released, this podcast, you would have run the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll put your Mount Solitary results up when we release the podcast on our okay. Facebook page. So good luck. And we'll leave reporting it will be. <laughs> the results. Can you, can you post some pictures for us after the sure. race and sure. add it to our Facebook page? Sure. That'd be cool. Okay, so our big news... Officially, myself and Hattie are ambassadors for the Surf Coast Century Race down in Victoria in September. So uh, do you want to tell the listeners a bit about the race, Hattie? Now it's our job. Yeah. Well, I guess we've got to promote it now, don't we? Yeah. So it's exciting. Should be a great race. 100Ks. I'm assuming you're doing the 100Ks. I am definitely going to do it. Yep. From Anglesey in Victoria on the coast, running up past Bells Beach and Torquay along the sand, hard sand apparently to start with, and then back through the hinterland to finish off. Um, Looks like a fast 100k if that's such a thing, Uh, but it looks amazing. Yeah, the the scenery looks spectacular, so looking forward to getting down there. It's going to be great. Mm. We'll have to get organised and book our flights and accommodation nice and early. Yep. Yep. One bad thing about that race, it's meant, no. it meant to be great. It's it on my bucket list. Come down soon. <clears throat> it was on the plan, but it's slightly changed. Now we're definitely going. We'll have to try and get a big crew down there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get Rookie along. He'll, he'll be in. He'll be in it. The Nord boys are talking sort of Sydney marathon stuff, but I reckon that's rubbish. That's for, that's for flat track boys. Yeah, we don't, we don't have them in our group, do we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll work on that. Surf Coast Century, September. Talk a bit about it later. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, excited about that. And other race news that Run West was on last Sunday out at Western Suburbs. First time they've had the run. It's a 12K run. And um, a friend of the show, Dave Crenetti, came third. We've got Dave coming in for a chat in the second week of May. So he'll be a good interview. Mm. And so he ran a 38.50 for 12K, which is 3.07 average pace. Wow. He's moving along, isn't he? Wow. So, uh, yeah, he's flying. That's impressive. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, and the other news is Steve Redfern. Do you want to talk about Steve? Uh, I saw Steve pop up on my Facebook feed over at the Barkley Marathon, and we thought he might have been having a crack, but... Um, Looks like he was crewing for another Aussie over there. So, yeah, get some um, some feedback, some intel on the on the race. If anyone's crazy enough to have a crack at it, I think he's the girl that he was crewing for ended up doing one lap out of five in about yeah. thirteen he's hours or maybe sixteen hours. Sixteen. 50, sixteen hours. I think it was. Yeah. But she got all the pages of the book. Yeah, so it's a bloody... 14, which is the big thing, good to navigate and find those pages is the hard yeah. challenge. Yeah. So she got through, got all the pages, and then that was the big thing. Didn't care that she... She just was happy to finish one loop. Yeah, and get all the pages. Yeah, <coughs> right. Come back without the pages. Doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't count. Anyway. So, so you know Steve too, Simone? I do. Yep. I do. Yes. Bit Great of a, guy. Lovely guy. Yeah, he's a lovely guy. Yeah. So uh, it'd be good to get him in to chat about the, uh, the Barclay. Yeah, just the ins and outs. Yeah. And how crazy that dude is. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys heard the outcome, if anyone finished it? Or... Not yet. I, was, I, was, no. after I followed Stephen, but I didn't actually no, further after it. Yeah, I sort of stopped yeah. following. We I think no one finished last year, I think. Yeah, it's been that's a while, right. yeah. 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 That's the weather. I think the weather got them this year, too. And it was, I think, the first guy finished. His, the guy coming in first, his one who has finished, yeah. John Kelly, 
did nine hours for his first lap, so that was I think, okay. giving an indication that it was not going to... A nine-hour well. marathon, basically, isn't so it? So that's like, the first lap, yeah. yeah. One of five. One of five, so... And then the weather turned, so I don't think it was... That's awful. Looking pretty... Yuck. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no. Looking like Ed could scissor hands found you in the bush. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. You got, you got a bit of a road trip on the weekend, do you, Wolf? Yeah, mate. I'm very excited. We're going down. I'm going down with uh, the florist, if he does turn up. Um, and we're going down to interview Julian Spence from um, Inside Running Podcast. So um, pretty handy runner too, Julian. He just did um, Lake Biwa marathon in japan it was three weeks ago actually Hmm. and he ran a 214 marathon and for the listeners the average pace was 310 for 42 kilometers 310 pace for 42 kilometers amazing and that that qualifies him for world championships too i think so he finds out in june they they choose the Uh, team for the world champs in in june Right. And so he finds out. So it's not an automatic selection. Okay. Yeah. Because there are, I guess we've got a really, we've got some really good marathons. There's still time. Yeah, yeah. So, but with the Olympics next year, mm. um, we'll find out a little bit more about that and see it's if he can fast. qualify. The qualifying time for the Olympics is actually two hours eleven. Okay. Yeah, two oh, hours eleven thirty. That's an A qualifier. That's an A qualifier. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. So. There you go. So there's Piece some, of cake. Yeah, there's some decent runners out there when you, when you break down that average pace. Like, That's yeah. insane. Even to, yeah. to run one through yeah, I, was gonna I, don't, say, I couldn't run one I was going to say, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Just do. Not if my life depends on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, you could do one maybe through once. 10k. Oh, well, you you can please. You can maybe just one. Sandbagging <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> and we'll explain what a sandbag is <laughs> That's rubbish. Anyway. Anyway. It'll be a good interview. Ballarat. Is it Ballarat? We're going to Ballarat. Yeah, yeah, running matters on the road. Yeah. Hey, and before we uh, move on, I've got to show you this photo. How confident is Julian when you post this picture on Strava the morning of the race before your marathon? I've got to bring up this photo to show you. It's good, uh, good stuff for radio, this. <laughs> the anticipation. I'm building anticipation. Fantastic. As people are falling asleep. Yeah, I hope it's a good photo, mate. <laughs> I don't think you'd be disappointed. If you're going to show me a naked man, I reckon I will be. <laughs> Disappointed? Yep. Fantastic. But that's a pretty funny photo to post. Yeah, that's the morning right. of looking over the, the uh, race course. Uh, uh, Are you confident at that stage? Yeah, good glutes. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Well done, Julian. There you go. Classic photo. I thought, I thought it would be worth sharing anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, there you go. Happy. Thank you. Oh, that's funny. Should we, should we get on to our... Interview? Yeah, we should we should talk about some own. I All reckon. right, I reckon we're ready. So, a few little birdies have mentioned that 1998 Simone Hayes didn't mind a bourbon, a bucket of fries, oh. and the odd dart. <laughs> so, where did semi-pro runner Simone rise up and put an end to all that? Where did it all start? I don't know the birdies were, but I suppose there's plenty out there. There's a few. <laughs> I know a few. Oh, when did um look honestly, I. Started my business in 2006, Energy Fitness. So I had probably cleaned up my act a fair bit by then. Prior to that, yeah. Definitely prior to that. That's yeah, why I said 1998. I was married in 96, so 98 I was still, yeah, probably having a very good time. Had kids in 2000, so yeah, so I started the 
behave yeah. myself. Sharpen up. Hey, yeah. I was only young, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Fun days. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, had kids. Had my daughter in 2004, and then I started studying for my um, Set 3 and 4 in fitness. Yeah. While she was still little, and then started contracting and doing some PT work to, for another company, and then I started Energy Fitness in 2006. I was pretty well clean by then. Yeah, <laughs> clean. <laughs> detox. Clean and detox. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, and I didn't, I did a bit of running during that time. Um, I honestly didn't do much running. I would run Sutherland Surf. Yeah. You know, slowly just get out there and have some fun runs. Um, I'd encourage all my clients to do that sort of stuff. I think I ran my first half marathon in about maybe 2008. Yeah, did, I think we did Sydney Morning Herald. I can't remember which marathon, which half marathon. Blackmores, I think, was my first one. Yeah. Um, after doing the bridge run a few times, they were those just fun runs that I used to do with everyone at work. And yeah. Were, uh, oh, I dabbled in a little bit of trail running. I used to run the honeymoon stairs occasionally. Yeah. Um, and then. I think training for the half marathons, I got injured and um, met Pete Collagrew because I was injured. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. And uh, you need to pick your friends more wisely because I've met him and very, very soon he talked me into running 100 kilometres. Yeah, right. And I hadn't even done a marathon. Oh, right. Still haven't. So you did a 100k trail run before you did a marathon? I haven't done a marathon. <laughs> I, I still haven't done a marathon yet. Not well, a road. Yeah. No, well, I've, I've done a road. Oh, you mean a road marathon? I've never done yeah. a road. Didn't you do London? <clears throat> yeah, but I've done 100k as well before that. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Judges yeah. the same, eh? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's how that sort of started. That was 2011 when I did my first North Face. Yeah. <clears throat> so would you say Pete was your biggest influence as far as getting into running yeah, and trail running? From that side, of, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he took me out on my first run, training run. I think we went out towards, I don't know, Warrnambool Road at Bundina Drive. Yeah. And I had another girlfriend that he coerced as well. So he said, right, we signed up. We signed up, so he said, right, we're going to get training. 17Ks on trail, and I thought I was going to die. Oh, really? I thought I was going to die. We, I got back, I sat on my hands, I couldn't move. Oh, really? I, I, could, I was like, I can't get to school, I can't get my kids, I can't get there. I just, it's beyond me. Feeling yeah. I couldn't move. Feeling wow. I couldn't move, trashed. So, yeah. Yeah. Come a long way since then. <laughs> that's right. You wouldn't, that's not even a warm-up for you these days. No, no, I'm still feeling pretty crap at 17Ks, yeah. but by 20 I feel good. Yeah, you're coming good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, there's a serious list of 100K plus races. I'll quickly go through them. Tell me if there's any more, but Elephant Trail, GNW, UTA, North Face, Wild Endurance, Shreech in Moy, Centenary in Canberra, Tarawera, and then most recently I think the Shreech in Moy 12-hour track race where you clocked over 100. Yeah. Any more? Um, yeah. oh, I've done 1,100Ks. 1,100Ks and, and, and two miles. So, yeah, the 11, I, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Five, five, five more-face UTAs. 1,100K <laughs> races. Mm. You're yeah. a sicker. You're a sicker. <laughs> so, Go get assessed. <laughs> <laughs> get it, yeah. By television. There you um, go. Yeah, so Jane W. Myler, that was my first mile. But I did the 100K of that as well. All right, yeah. so you certainly got a bug. Um, and last year you entered in the 240K Coast to Kosciuszko race, mm-hmm. I guess a culmination of all these 100K races. So the event was called off with a couple of weeks to go. Yeah, so two weeks. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. So w- why was it called off in the end? <sighs> Word on the street, I mean, it was um, traffic management plans were required that I think previously weren't required from what we gathered. Yeah, it was my first one, so there's a lot of other people in, 
Look, I've done many, many coast cozies who know more of the ins and outs of it than I do. I was just in there as a you know exuberant first timer kind of thing, so I was just gutted. But there was a lot of other people that were probably more gutted because it was a bit of a family coaster cozy, mm. and um, so whether or not the approvals were put in a little bit too late, but then they were. I think they were, um, required more approvals than they had pre- in the previous fourteen years. More hoops and to jump, and a lot more hoops to jump. And mm. I think it was just um, it became all too hard, and they don't, they don't make a lot of money out of the event, so hmm. um, it just became too hard. I think. Yeah. So is that the end? Is that the end of the? I've end? heard. No, I've heard whispers um, that there's other people trying now to get the approvals all put through. There's nothing been posted publicly. I've just heard, like I said, whispers they should do in this sport. So hmm. um, I think there are people behind the scenes definitely trying to get it up and running. Yep. And um, that'd be great if it does. Like, it would be fantastic because I think it's such an amazing race to be. I've, I was a, I paced Pete Collagiri, um in 2016 and just to be a part of that as a pacer was, and crewing, that was hmm. amazing. So, Would you go back next year? If um, time? Next year or this year? This year's December. This year, so. It depends on what have what how the sheep pans out, but yeah. um, probably yeah, yeah. If I could get yeah, if if I have I've got the qualifiers, I'm pretty sure mm. to do it. So yeah, um, and if, if the sheep pull pans out and I can stay not injured, if yeah, maybe while I've got the case in my legs, I would probably go and do it because it's not mm. something I think I would just go and decide to do. And that's why I entered it last year was because I had off the back of Elephant 100k and then um, GW Miler so it all sort of fitted in well I had mm. those K's and training on the belt I didn't have to do too much more training but with my job I can't sort of start from scratch and go I haven't done 100k I'm just going to go run train for that distance I need I, I feel like I need to have those big races under my belt to be confident that I can yeah. actually get through it and mm. also not to have to put mm. big blocks of training so I just don't have the time and physically I don't my body doesn't cope with it so. well, how, yeah. how long do you reckon the build up is to a 240k race. Well, I'd say 18 months, like yeah. I, would, I would say, because that's pretty much what I led up to. I, I was really quite injured the year before and hadn't done a lot of... I, I had still raced with a 200 and a few other things, but um, mm. I sort of was just trying to get over injury. So my plan all last year was just take one race at a time and see what happens yep. and see how my body holds up. And that's what I did, and I raced pretty much once a month. And just let up and I thought, if I make it through that race and I can still walk the next day and I haven't got crappy feet, which I've had, and I've planned a fasciitis and all the other things that I've had going on, if I can get up the next day and I'm okay, I'll enter the next race. And that's what I did. And I, so I didn't really look too far ahead. And Costa Cozzi wasn't really on my radar until I did GNW. Once I finished GNW, I had that qualifier and I felt really good after GNW, hmm. which I was surprised at. And I went, it's now and never, I figure. And there's only nine weeks until the race. There wasn't too much work to be done between... Yeah. By the time you recover from GNW, it's a big recovery. Yes. What's the qualifier to do the Cozy? Coast to Cozy. You need a 100 miler and a 100k race within, I think it's an 18-month window. Okay. Yeah. Don't, what was, don't quote me on that. I'm trying to... And what was your miler? GNW. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what... Um, what like, what were your emotions like when they canned it? Like, oh, I was gutted. I was hmm. really gutted. I thought... Um, I cried a cry. I honestly had a cry, which mm. yeah, I couldn't believe it because I, I remember I went to, <laughs> went to work on the um, Thursday morning, and on the Wednesday I had my last sort of training run. I thought two weeks got good tape now, and um, we just started doing some bit of banter with the crew. Um, Facebook, we had a messenger group going, and um, they do a thing called the Cozy to Coast with all the crew. So the crew have to do a five k sprint in their cozies down there at the, the day before the race. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so we were mucking around saying, oh, you know, God, I found some cozies for you, I found some great, you know, 
Nice. Big, big and hairy chested colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Them all. So we started all this banter and we had, you know, I'd done, gone and got my, my fly net and all the bits and pieces that you need for mm. this, you know, and hide the car and all, all this. I had all my stuff ready yeah. and it was like two weeks we were ready to go and we were just starting to relax and look forward to it. And then I um, went to work Thursday morning and I start work at 5.30 on Thursdays and something, I just saw something on Facebook and went, oh my God, oh no, I got an email actually. It was an email from the direct, race director saying, the title was the probable cancellation of Coast to Cossie, and I was just like, "What?" It's like April Fool's joke. I couldn't believe it. So yeah, I got to work, and um, Roger Henney was actually doing my class, and he's very involved with Coast to Cossie. And um, I said, "What?" You know, sent him a message, and he's like, "What?" He didn't hadn't seen it, and then nothing. There was nothing really said then for a couple of hours, and there was nothing on Facebook. We couldn't find anything, so that was the. I, just, I was trying to search. I thought, must is it a joke? Is it for real? Like, what's going on? And um, mm. yeah, and then I actually messaged Curly Dear, who's done it for, and I'd met her at GW and I said, Do you know about this? And she was like, What? So mm. she put it up on her Facebook page, and the next minute it just went viral. Like, it was everyone was just like, Yep, this is fair income. So they then we sort of heard nothing then until Friday night. So it was a long wait, just thinking, Can't possibly be true mm. yeah and then the email came out and I thought the longer it went the more positive I got that it wasn't going to be cancelled mm, they must yeah. be doing some stuff behind the scenes they're down there they've got people there shuffling papers and doing whatever but yeah it was not tough so, little roller coaster. it was That's, horrible yeah. yeah and I just for the whole week I was just gutted I couldn't believe it my crew were gutted too because mm. they were so excited and it was just a process of cancelling accommodation and cars and just feeling like oh what do I do now like Kristen that I'm running in Mount Solitary she was the same we were just what do we do now? That was the big thing. What do we do now? Mm. And what did you do? Oh, we went around. We ran 100 miles on <laughs> the same miles. day. and ran 100 miles instead. It wasn't quite 240 kilometres, but it was, um, yeah, everyone got together and um, just to show the support for the race and the race directors for Paul and Diane just to say that, you know, everyone's behind you and we still want to be part of it. So everybody that was, a lot of the crew and the runners got together and mapped out a run um, from Maroubra Beach up to Manly and then up to Baron Joey House and back to Manly Beach. So it was 162 kilometres. So. Wow. so we started at 5.30 in the morning on the Friday on the Friday morning, the same time Coast to Cossie was supposed to start. Started at the beach and one of the guys that had run it many times, he's actually a previous winner, came and started everyone off in the dark. Mm. And we went and there was people sort of, people came along and ran with us and then dropped off and took photos and popped in. And how many uh, How many did you oh, have? I have no idea because honestly I didn't really know anybody. There was probably... About 20, 20, I suppose, run, 20 runners, maybe 30 people on the start line, and then they just sort of dribbled off. About, I remember one guy at 60Ks just didn't feel well and went, I'm out, I'm done. <laughs> I, I live around the corner. I'm oh, no, yeah, another lady I ran with, she was, she was unreal. She, had, she lives on the coast at DY Beach, and we run at the course that we mapped went straight past her house. She said, well, I'm going in for dinner and wine so you're welcome to come and join me I said I'm going to keep going I'm going yeah. to get it be, be tempting so she yeah another lady another another two guys went a different course completely because they wanted to go up all, all road and finish back at the opera house where we wanted to finish at Manly and have a swim and we pictured jumping in the ocean and having a swim not finishing at Circular Key Sweetie mm-hmm. after yeah what what time did you finish? How long did it take? It took 26 hours 26 hours so, yeah. wow. so that was and that was very cruisy. Yeah. Like we stopped at Carrie's Cafe at the Wheels for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big group, so... It's a nice first, way to do it. The first half, before we lost everybody, in the end it was only really me that finished it yeah. completely in that time on that course. Yeah. 
Um, oh, that says a lot for you. So mm-hmm. your own so, mental Yeah, I just, I just said it was just something I wanted race, to do. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. you know, it could have been. My husband, Mike, was texting me saying, you know, you don't have to do this. You can mm. come home at any time. Yeah. If Thanks, you're not, Mark. If you're not having fun, you can come <laughs> home. I was, I was sending photos going, I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah but I had, I had three, had two crew, and then another friend came up Friday night and joined mm. us. So he ran me. We all took turns, and we just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's actually a beautiful, beautiful run. It's a great way to see Sydney, so... Awesome. Good on you. Yeah, good on you for finishing too. Yeah, really I agree. Yeah, without with everyone else dropping off as well, yeah. it'd be easy just to go. When well, one's what? going in, going, you want to come in? You could have a Sav Blanc. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and also knowing that there's no no real finish line, you know, there wasn't anything. Yet. Yeah, but people actually came to Manly. Actually, there was people there waiting for us at Shelley oh, Beach in the morning. Got there at eight thirty, and we sat in Shelley Beach Park and. Had, cool. Someone had a six pack of beer, so we had, had a beer and a burger, had a bacon and egg roll. I can't believe yeah. someone brought some filters up. for you. That was, that was <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, a, a filter and a bacon and egg roll. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was good. It was good. It was good fun. Yeah. So, before we move on, did I just hear you say that's a nice way to do 100 miles? <laughs> you changed. Nice way. Did I say yeah, nice way to you do did. it? You yeah. did. Well, it's I'm encouraging. Just, I'm doing encouraging. Yeah, I still think you're crazy. But I'm impressed. So what motivates you to keep going and doing these these really you know, these ultra races? What's what's your motivation? Why do you why do you want to keep doing it? I can't even answer that really. It's not I can't I, I just like I really enjoy it. Yeah. That's I do enjoy it. Um I think because I can. I think mentally I just I know I can do it. I think that's mainly and I've always said, well, if I'm not going to enjoy the process of it and the training, I'll stop. I'm not going to punish myself to do these things. I'm not going to go out and just every week train and have to go, oh, I hate this, I hate this. Hmm. While I enjoy it, and I'm lucky that I've got people that I can run and train with. Yeah. Um, I've probably had that less and less lately. I suppose as I've gone longer, I've noticed. That's how Stephen Redford, how I met him, because I needed someone who was silly to, run to, to run a lot. <laughs> runs a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, although I'm scared of him, I'm... <laughs> He's good to run with occasionally, but he's he's a lot faster than me, obviously. But um, Makes he's sense. such a lovely guy, doesn't he? You know, he he hangs. Yeah, so he's good. He's good. To, oh, you pick him after a race, and then you have to run when he's when he's, he's recovering. Yeah, stuff. So Chuck has been doing that to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, and like a lot of you know sort of friends that I used to run, like I don't have run with Pete for ever. Um, so I don't know what made it. I, I, I actually I actually enjoy the racing probably more so than training. Um, yeah, the journey. And, yeah, I really do enjoy the different races, the different courses. Um, this last year, I think racing, like I said, I, I tended to race more than I trained. I really did race mm. once a month and enjoyed that and just enjoyed the easy week before, the easy week after, and then a bit of training in between and just kept taking my legs over. But I found that worked better for me. I enjoyed it more and I was not getting injured. Yeah, okay. So just seemed to work with my body. More consistent, you It was very consistent, yeah. I felt like I was always running but not always training. I was not locking it, you know... 30, 40k runs in the middle of the week where I was before I used to do a long run every week. Hmm. The race became a long run, yeah. and then mother, and then that just it just worked. But I just didn't feel like I was you know, pulling out. And then I just because I've still got to go, and go to work and run and train and do strength classes and do everything else I do. So I could, I could wasn't finding that was working for me with big runs in the middle of the week. Mm. But a weekend run it was good. Yeah, um, that's good. All right. <clears throat> so you've had a bit of a love hate relationship with the North Face. Ultra Trail Australia 100. Mm. So that perfect race seems to have just escaped you so far. Still not there. So what what do you think needs to come together to wear the mythical silver buckle? I think if I actually did it this year, I'd probably have my best chance. Yep. 
<clears throat> However, I'm not going to. I'm You're not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I am actually doing the hundred. Yeah. But uh, yeah, not not not. I'm not. I'm, I put myself in wave four, and I'm just going to just put my music in and have a good day outside this one. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, yeah, we call that sandbag no, in the industry. Yeah. All I want is a sub nineteen. <laughs> Just hold these sandbags while you're, right. while you're there. Yeah, That's no, funny. no, no. I'm totally... Yeah, um, I'll look at it. It's, I've done I've done it five times, five different courses. Yep. So it's hard to... Correlate, yeah. Can't compare apples with apples in a lot of it. So, mm. I mean, my first one was my first one, first hundred. I was just, you know, stoked to have finished yep. and had a heartbeat, to be honest, because it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Um, so I think the first one we went out and we just said, let's just finish, and we did 17 and a half hours, and I think... That was Sarah and I, my girlfriend, that Peter talked us into doing that. So we just said we're just going to stay together regardless. We're not going to be left alone in the dark. We were so worried about that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So, yeah, and that was, so that was seven and a half hours. And then after we did that, we said we're never doing that ever again. That was just horrible. Yeah. Next week we're like, okay, we'll start we're start training. we start training, yeah. so doing that again next year. So nice. that's how it goes, isn't it? Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then the following year, I went back and Pete decided he, he was going to pace me to we're going to run together and we're going to go sub-14. So, it's yeah. going to block the wind for you. That's what we'd say. We got out there <laughs> and within the first 10Ks, I was blown up massive. Like, we went out like a cracker. And oh, I felt, really? Just didn't feel good, mm. really, from the start. Yeah. And, um, yeah, ended up, I think I pooed and spewed for the last 40Ks. And it's without a, but I finished. Nice. So it wasn't a good <laughs> way. To, that was probably, that's my worst experience I think I've ever had. Did yeah. Pete stay with you? Pete stayed with me the whole time. He wasn't feeling that well either. He yeah. reckons he was right, but. I know, I know better. He wasn't great either. His guts had gone too. <laughs> Pretty much, our, both our guts had gone from me along. <laughs> was he on but, his patented diet of uh, fourteen urofen and salt tablets for the day? That was. That was I might have been his. I mine was about time. I, I was definitely <laughs> overdid on everything because I think I, yeah, I. It was just a bad experience. It was a lot of um, rookie errors in that whole race. So anyway, you live and you learn. It's, yeah. But this mm. is whole. It's you know that's what I love about this. Every yeah. year, just every race is. You learn, you learn something, something from new. every race. I think yeah. that is one of the reasons to answer your question probably that keeps me going because I feel like the more I do, the more I get to really know my body and I know it's just a listening problem solving, isn't it, really? Yeah, and each, each, each you know, run is working out how to keep yourself going and what's wrong with me, why can't I keep going? And mm. that's, what I, that's what I find you know, quite fascinating about the whole Yeah, searching for the stuff. perfect race sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yet to find. It's out there. I think of once. I can. There's only once I can say I've had it, and I don't know what I did differently, but yeah, it felt yeah. good the whole time. <laughs> I wish I could bottle it, and I still. It's the only one race that I've had that ever felt fantastic. And yeah. So go. then the third one is. Yeah, so that was yeah. The six, so the second that was fifteen and a half hours. This, then the next time I went, I'm running by myself. I'm not running with anyone. I'm going to run my own race, and mm. so that was my first thing. First time I actually went out and said I do not want to run with another person. I'm confident to finish this on my own. I don't need someone to hold my hand in the dark. I'm good and. So when I said 15 hours, so slowly sort of chipping it down. Bring it down, yeah. So then the next year, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try for the sub-14. And um, they changed the bloody course. That's yeah. when it became UTA and they put in further steps. So, ah, yeah. Yeah, right. so I okay. did 14.37. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one, I had quite bad plantar fasciitis and I was sort of wasn't really trained up for it. I'd done a fair, fair bit of running, but I just didn't feel like I was where I wanted to be and hmm. didn't know how my feet were going to hold up. I think I, I got through it okay. Actually, all the training was just hell. Um, I remember going with Paul Gillen a couple of times up to the mountains and just going, oh, I'm in so much pain. But I just, you know, got through it. But on race day, it didn't bother me. I think a few Nurofen and Voltaren sort of knocked it on the head a bit and it got me through. But they changed the course because of the weather and I did 426. Yeah. So, oh, I give up now. So, yeah, <laughs> I just said, so bloody close. Screw the silver buckle. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, so fifth year. That was the fifth year. That was the fifth year. Is that something? Twenty seven. That was. Yeah. 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 So yeah, not, not last year. Did I you? didn't do it last year. No. Yeah. Last year I did elephant and yeah. So I saw you at the finish in 2017. Oh. <laughs> so did I, actually. I was there too. And, uh, yes, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. So we're at the finish. A lot of people it, saw that because I think it was on the live feed. Yeah. It was, so the main thing is you crossed the line before you stumbled in the garden and started spewing up everywhere. It's just one spew. It was, it was just one projectile. Yeah, yeah. But the main, it's amazing how you can train your body just to get to a certain point before it starts vomiting. And, uh, yeah, that's Coke. But, I, I, I hate Coke. I actually don't ever drink Coke. And yeah. I, I thought, my watch had died. I, wasn't, I knew I was close, but I knew I wasn't going to make the forehand. I thought, oh, look, I'll just go for a PB. I'll mm-hmm. give it everything I've got. So I've downed this Coke on a couple of Ks out before Ferber. And I got up further, and as soon as I crossed that line, it was just coke. Straight coke. <laughs> I just turned around, there was a garden there. Yeah. I went, that was the Coke. And yeah. then I sat down and went... I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I felt good after yeah, that. Yeah, you looked good after that. <laughs> I think up to that stage, I was thinking, this would be great to do that. And then I saw you and I thought, you know what? I don't think I'll ever do this. <laughs> but you did bounce back straight away. I did. I felt great. You always feel better after. Yeah, oh, as soon as it came up, I was like, yeah, not like the first one where I think I was still bombing three days later. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. That's good. Well, things have improved. Yeah. <laughs> so how does, if somebody's doing wants to do 100k like there'll be some listeners that are signed up to uta that are doing the 100k for the first time not you benny um but uh but um for the ones that are really going to do it um what how do they know they're fit enough to do it because people aren't going to go out and run 100k's on a training day are they you know like how do they how do they have the confidence to know that they can do the race I mean, you don't run 100Ks in training ever for 100K races. Like, you wouldn't run <coughs> very early. You do 42Ks if you're, you know, if you're starting off a marathon. You don't have to run 42Ks to go and finish a marathon. But um, as far as being fit enough, I think you need strength, for, for especially for races like UTA, and that strength is a big thing. So besides your running, besides your base running, I, I believe it takes to be a good 100K long-distance runner, a good trail runner too, I think, a good three years mm. of training. So if you're starting off with, if you've had a good base of maybe, you know, your 10, 12, your 20K, you know, maybe even Coastal Classic or a few of those shorter shorter distance races, had a couple of years of doing those and got familiar with, I think it's the technical side of it, you really need to be efficient and have good strength. Yeah. To go in and do 100Ks like UTA, which is a tough race, there's a lot of climbing in it and a lot of quite technical sections. If you, you can be a good marathon runner and road and I think you could go there and you'd be fine for... 60, 70 k's, but that mm. last 30 k's, mm-hmm. you can survive. You'll survive it, but I don't think you'd have very good memories from it. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We've all been there and suffered those last k's. Um, so I, yeah, like I said, I think anyone. Any, I mean, I've, I've proved in the pudding. Anyone can just go out and run 100 k's. I did it off the back of nothing. So you need to be mentally tough first and foremost. I think you've got to be, have that mental strength um, mm. because it's it's hard and it's going to get. Harder, you know, much hits at eighty k's. I think that's what brings a lot of people undone. Having the knowledge of your nutrition is a big thing. It's your guts that'll bring most people undone, as we've discovered that too. You can learn all these things along the way, but yeah. So, besides just the training, there's so much else that goes into just becoming a hundred k runner. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you'd recommend you know you just sort of set it. You know, you might do some twenty twos and then you might build up in thirty like coastal and then. I think you're going to do it the... well. I think if you want to go out and do it and do it well, and I'm not talking about breaking for fourteen or just doing it, just having a solid race where you can come away going, I've run, mm-hmm. I've finished 
not in a in a heap. Mm. You know, I've crossed the line in 18, 20, whatever hours, but yeah. I feel good. I'm not I'm not in a crumbled mess, and I've run what I can run. I've had I've had a good crack, and I'm having to walk. Fifty yeah. percent of the race, yeah. you know. I, to me, if you've got to go and walk fifty percent of, you know, the race, I think you know maybe you're not ready for it. You're better off starting off with the fifty. That's my yeah. honest opinion. I'd yeah. say. Um, yeah. I don't hats off to anybody who wants to just go out and finish it under cutoff. Nah, come on. I can Sam. say hats off to them because I wouldn't knock any. It's my, you know, my job as a trainer is to encourage anybody to do something physical. So good luck to them. But as a running coach, I would say, and a runner, I would say, if you're not ready for it, don't have a crack. Wait yeah. till you are ready and never really, and do it properly. Yeah, spend that time preparing your body and your mind. Your mind's going to be ready for it too. You can't just mm. go out and um and wing it. It's not something you can just bluff your way through. So no. oh. you, you've scared some people now. Good. <laughs> so what would you say? How many how many k's would you would you be using as a sort of a guideline, like leading up, say you know the last three months leading into it, or even you know like like you're saying, it's it's not it's not something you, that you just train for for three months, no. but six six months out, three months out, leading up to it, how many how many k's should I think you? It comes down to experience yeah. <clears throat> um, and your training base, what you've actually been doing. So I don't think everybody you know. I've got runners that have been running doing good trail for quite a few years, and they're you know they're prof, you know quick on the fifty k some up, but haven't done a hundred k yet. But I've got them up doing around the ninety hundred a week, yeah, which I think is plenty. Yeah, I don't think they need any more than that. Yeah, but if you've got somebody who isn't that experienced and can't, their body can't physically do that, you can still get someone through on probably seventy k's a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that'd be your minimum. I yeah, think, yeah, I think I would drop really below that. But seventy k's to do to, to for a finish and for a reasonable time to get through. And not to break them in that time. So I know people are training out there doing 120, 130k weeks for it. I've, I've never done that yeah. myself ever. Yeah. And I don't. I just don't find it that necessary. Um, I think you can get it's the quality of the training that you're doing. If you've got strength, like strength training, um, lots of stairs, lots of hills. If you've got, if you, your body can is strong enough to carry you through, especially something like UTA. Yeah. The running side of it will come because the strength will get you through because it's the strength that will smash you out there. If That's your legs right. aren't going to hold you climbing, 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 then have to go back down yeah. Kadamba, it's very hard to get back up Jemison when your legs are yeah. squashed from and the strength. 100k so. is good advice. With some good 5k vert in 100k is different to running 100 flat k's or 160 absolutely. flat k's. It's yeah. not the same kettle of fish. So. Yeah, absolutely. Hamo found that out at six foot track, didn't he? <laughs> It's, it's, it yeah. It comes down to specificity of training, you know. Too, you just got to train for train for the course, yeah. and you know, there's no point running seventy k's of fire trail no. a week. It'll no. get you nowhere. So, no. it's, I think it's experience. It's what your body, what your training base is, how much um, load you can actually handle, how much volume, and how much strength work you do. Mm. So, makes sense. Agreed. Good advice. Agreed. So, you've had an amazing start to the year let's talk about the tassie trail fest that was fun and uh that's um because i think we're going to catch up for a chat before you went down so i'm really glad that we ended up postponing it until now so we can talk about that um so the tassie trail fest that you won it's got a 44k race on the saturday and then you back up and then you run 22Ks on the Sunday. That's right. So that's amazing. So you do a, 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 a both trail, yep. uh, 
obviously got the 44, which is a marathon on the on the first day, and to back up on smashed legs and do a 22 the next day. You won both the races. I did. The Saturday and the Sunday. I did. Congratulations. Thank you. Very, it was um, very impressive. It was a lot of fun. There was um, yeah. I mean, they actually have they've got what's called the multi day madness. So there's two more races in that that I didn't do because mm-hmm. I was on holidays with my husband in the camp van, and I just didn't feel it was fair to leave him the whole weekend while I was off running. So. I decided not to do the Saturday night. We've got, was... no, we've got nothing in common. <laughs> the Saturday night had a 16K night run as well, but um, I, I just, I, one, I didn't know how I'd pull up after the morning 44Ks. Yeah. Pretty call me soft because there was a lot of people that did do it. But I wanted to have a good run on the Saturday. And um, plus we've been up Friday. I think we'd left at 3 o'clock in the morning to fly to Tassie and get down. We had a really early, got a 6 o'clock flight. So we're pretty tired anyway. To do what you did. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. we just, that was enough. So they had a, they had a um, 3K, 2 or 3K dash for cash on the Friday night mm. as well. That was the start of it. And then you had the marathon and a half marathon. You had the choice of two on the Saturday morning. Then Saturday night was 16Ks and Sunday morning was another half marathon. Yeah, well, and that was the wow. end of it. So then if you did, if you went to the multi-day madness, they accumulated all your time. So they had people running that. So, but yeah, Sounds so like a great weekend. A great weekend. And the trails are beautiful. It's a really good little town. Um, so how do, um, if people want to look up, if they're interested in an event, they look up Tassie Trail Tassie Fest. Tassie Trail Fest, yep. yep. Website, yep. It's in Derby in Tasmania. Yep. So if you're a mountain biker, it's got amazing mountain biking trails too. Mm-hmm. So you could actually go down and just do one race and mountain bike the next day or run and ride. or You know, you can, you can pick whatever you want. So you can enter one race, you can enter as many as you want. And what so, month is it? February. February, outside of school holidays, yeah. so that's a good time. It's still warm down there. Mm. So Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. We actually had nice cool mornings. It was 5 degrees the first two days, but it got up to about 20. But the day we left Tassie, it was 38. I think we, the last two days was wow. 38. So we were lucky wow. that it wasn't the week before. But yeah. The weather was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We lucked out with the weather. I think it can get pretty cold down there. Yeah. Will you go back and do it? I think I would. I think um, I don't feel like I'd do the racing. Yeah, probably. If I was down there, I'd definitely go back to do because Mike's hooked on running back down there again. There's heaps mm-hmm. that I would have liked to have done a lot more running, but we weren't, we're on the holidays as well, so we only had so many days down there. But the trails are amazing. There's a lot of mountain biking networks down there, so um, I don't know how. They closed off the mountain bike tracks for us to run on the Saturday. Yeah. Much to the disgust of the mountain bikers. Yeah. Poor yeah. buggers. Yeah. Maybe if they said hi to us, then they'd have more <laughs> luck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mountain bikers say hello. Nah. Road cyclists don't. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I'm oh. not gonna upset some of our listeners by commenting. I'll just keep my thoughts to myself. Okay. It's not like you at all. No. Mm. no. Yeah, no, I'd highly recommend it. It was a great really well run event, great trails. Like had um two different trails. The second day was in a different was at Wilderborough, so we drove to a different start, so it starts and finishes at Wilderborough Pub, so which is a nice great little pub. Good ten K uphill start after forty four Ks on the but it was 10 back down, so it was all right. Okay. It was a bit of a punish starting there. Yeah, that's good. Sounds like a great trip. That's good. Good trip. And you, did you take kids or? No. That's, great, why great that's why it's awesome. That's why you, you're, you're reflecting okay. back on it. Best oh, trip no, ever. There's no stress, yeah. yeah. That's why you win these races, I think, when you're completely just, oh, I don't care what happens. I'm yeah. stress-free. That's perfect. When, when I run my best, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> when you said camper van, I thought you didn't take your kids. No. Yeah. No. Oh, God, no, we've been punished. Yeah. yeah. That was good. That's good. So a bit of a contrast into your next race. Uh, <laughs> Completely different. So Tassie Trails to 12, 12 hours around a track in Canberra. Yeah, very, very different. Um, so how did that go? I actually really enjoyed it. I can't... I... Don't be embarrassed to say that you, that <laughs> it, was that you enjoyed running around a track. You can no, say... No, I no, do no, enjoy no. it. Everyone says... <laughs> everyone, everyone, I think the first question was everyone said, do you hear him? Like, how did you mean yeah. 
I didn't even think. You know what? I thought about really nothing. It yeah. was just I just switch up. Just zoned out. It was very competitive, um, which I found different. I sort of had these visions of going down and just chatting, like I like have a chat when I run. But I'm just going to chat for six hours, and then when I start getting tired, I'll put my music in for six hours, and mm. that'll oh, next minute's twelve hours, I'll be done. Yeah, it was just head down and yeah, go. There was no not okay. a lot of chatting going on. Um, I mean, you got four races going on at once. So it was the six hour, the twelve, the twenty four, and the forty eight, all going on at the same time. So lot to look at and sort of see what people are doing and yeah. had Brendan Davies down there trying to, you know, better records in, in the six hours so, you know, just watching whiz around and Wow. Um well, do you go on the outside lanes and like No, the... we had the twelve and the forty eight hour had the two inside lanes. Oh okay. And then the six and the forty eight had the next two. Right. And then you had some walkers on the outside. So okay. yeah, I was um like a very good process. I was sort of a bit, a bit intimidating to start because of the, the big on, you know, race etiquette and your lanes and all that sort of stuff. So mm. we had a briefing. And I was just like, oh, I was so, oh, it's serious. Yeah. Actually, got up and went, what lane am I in again? Yeah, like, yeah. I, can't, I couldn't, oh. yeah, I couldn't remember what lane I was in. And then, um, yeah, just and even then, I really did, went in quite blindly. Didn't know what was going on, and it was good. There was a couple of the guys that were running in the twelve hour with me, like, oh, you got to hold your lane there and stay in that line. That's your race line. Don't you break that? And he was giving me advice to try and make because you're only measured on that line, and right. if you drift out of your two lanes, what are you? Adding mm. distance, but you're not counted for it. Yeah. So, like, my GPS showed around three or four k's more than what my lap time did. Mm. So, the idea is to not add, yeah, yeah, you, know, you know, you've got to go to the loo and things like that, but try and stay on that line and just walk around people because you've got the 48 hour with your surface, there's a lot of them walking. Do so, you, you're having your. Do you find, um, if I go if I go and run it around the track, do you find that your GPS sort of cuts it short anyway because of the, the close proximity? That, that doesn't give you actual distance. Like. Actually, mine measured more. One, all the GPS has measured more, and they oh. say it always adds five. Because I said, what's going on? I've gone heaps more than what the blood's saying. Yeah, well, they said, no, you actually add more than what the track is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, your, your Garmin always shows about 5% higher. Oh, right. Okay. I find it shorter. Yeah. But that's down at the Sylvania track. So. Well, it depends if you stay in one lane, I think, because it's, mm. it's 400 metres. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm still trying to work out so how it all works. What did you end up with? How many cars? Um, just shy of 114. Cars. 114. So you ran for 12 hours. <laughs> you ran 114. It was one lap. Yeah, not even one full lap. Wow. I was trying for about 116. So mm. this was like, I'm like to go to Lou twice and I changed my shoes. Yeah. We should interview Strava Matt again, asking him how his 12 hour race went. <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah. 114k. Yeah. Well Poor Strava. Is that 64k further than Matt? I'm not particularly mathematically minded, but yes, it is. I think it is. I think it is. So, um, yeah, wow, what an incredible feat. So there's a reason that you're in Canberra. You didn't just uh, pop down there to run laps uh, around, the, around the track. First of all, was Steve Redfern down there as well? He certainly was. He ran, watched him run ahead of me for a lot of time. Did he do the 12 or he the 24? He did the 12, he did the 12 so, yeah. Well. We shared our tents and his wife, Penny, who's lovely, actually mm. helped me a lot. Yeah. As crew, because Mark went off riding at Stromlo. That was my, he's, my good, good, he's my great support crew. He good goes call. everywhere I want to go if there's a mountain bike track, but yeah. he just isn't there. <laughs> so, do you mind me asking what Steve ran? 125. Okay. Wow. Yeah, 125. Yeah, wow. He's fine. You're not that 125. Yeah. Really not that not far, far off. off at all. Yeah, considering. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know if he had his best day because he was trying some different nutrition strategies he was saying. And, you know, if he. <laughs> meat. He was trying meat. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He switched back. Yes, we got another one. Yeah, you want to go back to got the, the food, top of the food chain. <laughs> yeah, so, no, yeah, we had a bit of a band because of the joke about the chair and the chair's band and this sort of stuff. And I'm halfway through, I'm coming around and he's sitting in the chair. I've gone, what? 
So <laughs> I actually let it go because the piss in the chair was not happy. And he he knows what he's head. doing. Yeah. He shook his head like he wasn't happy. So then I saw him. He had a bit of a walk. And, yeah. But then he, you know, all of a sudden just picked up and mowed it on. And, yeah, and so great, really great finish. is amazing. Important question. Was Brendan Davies drinking Coke? Out on the track, and how, <laughs> how far into the run did he start drinking Coke? Didn't see him drink anything really. He's like, he was a few lanes out from me, so I didn't see him. Yeah. Do you know how, how how far he ran? Was did he did he break the record? Was he going no, for six so. hours? I think he got what he eighty four k's. Yeah, eighty four k's in six it was hours. Yeah, it was eighty something. Yeah. yeah, I thought he, I thought he wanted to break eighty, but it wasn't really. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's pretty quick. That's How pretty many quick. psychology visits did you need after it just to get back on <laughs> just, an even keel? Like? It's honestly, it was. I didn't mind it at all. I did not mind it at all. It, it was the just, selectors you know what, aren't a, the selectors aren't listening. Uh, uh, you can tell uh, us the truth. <laughs> it's a process. I just found I liked the process because it is. I kind of like if you give me a, a goal of something to follow, I can I can follow it. If I don't have to think too much, and I was told run thirteen minutes, walk for two, run thirteen. And oh, so, is that the case? So way? I tried that, and I thought I didn't do it to absolute letter, but I did it as best as I could, and that broke it down into fifteen minutes lots. And so every fifteen minutes, I would, next minute I was at the hour, and the hour was gone. And then so simple, Strava. Every, I'm going to hear that, <laughs> Matt. Matt, Strava. I'm going to text it to you. I'm just, I've just written it down. Run 13, yeah. walk that two. Was, so that was my, that was my little thing. I just tried to stick to, and then I stopped to change shoes, and I looked and I went. I noticed the time, so I was like four minutes to change my shoes, and I went. So next night I can only do fourteen and one. I've got to make up the four. Oh, <laughs> so little right. things like that to play with mine. Yeah, and then yeah. Every hour I gave myself a treat. Yeah. And three hours I took two Panadol because my legs were smashed. Wow. So the Panadol is a treat. It was my treat, two Panadol, because yeah. my legs were seriously smashed. And then um, at four hours I went right. Four hours you're going to have Yeah. <laughs> so I should have yeah. been promoting this, but they make drugs for a reason. Yeah. yeah I think right. so when they need it. And um, yeah, and then yeah, up. and then I was like, I had to think of well, four hours. I can have another two. I've got to wait for four hours now. I mean. Six Very hours good. I can change my shoes and have some music, and at yeah. seven hours I'm going to have a rice pudding. At this yeah, yeah. So I just kept thinking I'm going to and the time, goals. The time just yeah works me. works well like that. Breaking yeah, that's how goals. I found it worked. And then I, I I did hit eight hours and went oh I'm really feeling this. My legs are smashed. Yeah. So I felt okay physically, like I felt like I was running okay, but I did go out too hard in the first three hours. Mm-hmm. So and, I, and it was hot too. So I know I went out too hard in the first three hours. So I think I probably would have had a better. I wouldn't have had that bit of a period where I did have a bit of a lull about seven or eight hours. What what time of the day did you run and how did you, was it a synthetic track and how did you pull up, sorry, three questions. In 12, yeah, 12 to 12, 12, midday to 12 midnight. Yeah. So it was quite hot down there from 12 to about four o'clock. Funny time to start. Yeah, so just we left, we drove down there that morning. So just I had breakfast before I left and just trying to work out what to eat yeah. to start running was a bit weird, but... Yeah, I didn't feel that was all good. That was all fine. I didn't really feel any dramas with that. Yeah, synthetic um, or grass? Synthetic, or synthetic yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. So, AOS track. So, yeah. yeah. So, which I like. I said my legs. Oh, seriously, my legs were smashed at three hours, and I went, "This is just going to get ugly. Mm, How yeah. am I going to get through this?" But they never got any worse. They just stayed the same. Yeah, okay. Like the really trashed legs. Like you've run. Yeah. Like sort of at the four or five hour mark of running a fifty k. Yeah. And I went, but it was just kind of like oh, this is it. How'd you worse? How'd you pull up? Sore for about two days, and then I was all right. Then my legs. Oh, then I was um, just quite tight for another two weeks. I wasn't as sore. I was like really dom sore for two days, and then that settled. But then I found like a week later, I went to run, and I just went, oh, I ran. But the next day, everything was really tight and sore. So and I was a bit tired. So probably a little bit more smashed up from that than I thought. But mm. I have since heard that they reckon AIS is notoriously hard. 
on your legs. So it might, it might be like an older surface that's maybe not as cushiony. Like if you run on Savannah track, that does feel a bit Because it's cushiony. new, yeah. Yeah, so mm. that, I, I don't know. Like I said, it's already new to me. I can't got nothing to compare it with. But yeah. 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 It was a... So you go. It was awful. No, no, no. Yeah. All right. Um, so my, my question is, why are you down there? There's a reason. Tell us why you're down there. Uh, um, I'm after I got to run, meet Stephen Riffin and have a little bit of a run with him. We got chatting about after I did that mile in Manly, and just talking about the selection for the Australian team. And he said, you know, you probably based on those numbers and those k's, you'd probably have a good chance of having a crack at it. And I was like, oh god, I can't think of anything worse than running on a track. Which is which Australian team? It's a twenty-four hour track. Yep. Team. Yeah. So. And when when's the world champion? In October. Yep. And where's that being held? France. Yep. Cool. Wow. So yeah. So um, anyway, that sort of got that conversation got me in contact with Martin Fry, who's the new twenty-four hour coach and Mm -hmm. team manager. Yep. And also a very good track runner himself Mm -hmm. in his time. So we had a bit of few chats, and then he just said, "Look, come down to Canberra and." Have a crack at it, and mm. just have a crack at twelve hour, and just see what you think. See if you like it. See if you hate it. See if you, you know, just practicing nutrition and pacing, and just what you sort of think about the whole thing, and then you know, mm. we'll chat after that. See how you go. So he was basically saying he's he went through all my stats and just said on paper, you know, you should be able to do really well at it. Um, you've got the determinations, and mm. experience, and that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, so we're just going to have a crack. So that's where I'm at at the moment with him, just yeah, going cool. through the process. So yeah, I don't think he's thrilled on doing UTA and all these is, other trial races. But um, is he formally coaching yeah. you? Yep. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. So yeah, great guy. He's just very knowledgeable, and he, you know, he's, he's experienced his track. He knows what to do. So yeah. Um, yeah, he's just working with me, and my, it's my workload's always a big thing. Trying to get around with training, obviously, because it's mm. um, I'm always I've always got tired legs, kind of thing. I yeah. never really get a lot of recovery, so. Um, yeah, so he's just going to have a have a crack at that and see. But yeah, he's a yeah, great guy, positive. So we're, we're working towards it. So the next race is the June. The qualifier is June. Okay, Campbelltown. Yeah, so and, it's, and 12, it's twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. So your goal is to train to run twenty four hours in June. What's what's the qualifier? What are you going to do? I think the qualifiers. I think it's one hundred and eighty k's, but basically you need to get up around the two hundred mark. To, wow, to be better than the team. other guys. Right. To get, no, they'll probably do more, but to get myself on the team will be around that 200 mark. Four on the team? Don't know. I think, the, I think there's four on the I team. Think, I think it's, it's whatever they can get. I don't yeah. know. I, just, I thought there was like 10 when they didn't. Stephen had about 10, I think, on his team. I'm really not sure. To be yeah, honest. okay. Because it's really all very new to me, so yeah, I'm not yeah. really focusing on all that too much. I'm just focusing on what I've got to do to very get there cool. in June. Yeah, wow. So if I can get there, all I want to do is just see what I can pull out in June. But I mean, based on what I did in, Can- in Canberra, I'm confident that if I can yeah. adjust my pacing, because I, I think I went out too hard and um, agreed, he said you definitely went out too hard to start with, and it's just that whole patience. Mm. Like with any ultra, like I've learned now with 100Ks and 100Milers, you've got to be patient, yeah. and um, this is, yeah, I need to be more patient than I probably was, but I started going, oh, I feel good, and I really did feel good. And so three in, hours I went, even, even the first 5K, you're still running 13, walk 
Thirty. Got to start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah which I didn't do. I, he, I thought I thought I did, but he pulled up my splits and went, "No, you didn't. I can do it." Oh, really? <laughs> no hiding it. Yeah, I couldn't hide it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you, know, you definitely. I can see that you didn't. I went, "Oh, maybe I didn't." Then. And mm. so, did you have a, a pace when you're running? So do you have a Do you have a running pace? At yeah, your work? no. I I was keeping an eye on that, thinking, "Oh, this is fantastic. I'm running at a nice, comfortable five minute, five, five minute I've probably got down. I think I went down a couple of four twenties. Yeah. Um, but you're aiming for five. I wasn't really aiming for anything, to be honest. All yeah. I wanted to do was stay comfortable and keep running yeah. and then use that walking pace. So I really tried not to think too much about pace. Um, I found, for looking at the splits, I know, I know I dropped down to around the six minutes as the night sort of went on mm. and I had a lull about seven or eight hours and said to him, oh, I'm feeling it. And he said, I want you to just back right off and just mm. relax and slow everything down. Yeah. And, you know, you can think, oh, have I got time to do that? But... Um, he said, just hammer it in the last two hours. So, in the last two hours, that's what I did. I really did relax for seven, between sort of eight and nine hours. Mm. And so I hit 10, I went, okay, but sugar, caffeine, like just sort of dove through everything <laughs> in that I could. And um, yeah. off I went. <laughs> so, I picked up, you know, I, was, I think I picked up a K and a half extra each hour. Mm. Yeah. So, little things there. I've got, I'm firing questions at Elton, and this is really interesting. So, two more questions. Does do you have a pace for when you're walking? You two for your two minutes, yes. and then secondly, does that ratio when you're doing your 24 hours? Does that ratio change from 13 to two? I think the ratio stays the same, but you pay, you just run at an easier pace. You slow the pace. Yeah, down. I did say to Stephen, I was actually like I finished right next to Stephen because they the five minutes before they give you a block, they're yeah. just going around the hand your block, and then when they call it over the PA. Mm. Time to stop. You've got to stop dead. Put your block down. Stand and wait with the block. And then they come along with a measuring wheel and they measure up to the centimetre yeah, where the block right. is. Oh wow! So Steve and I finished actually right next to each other, mm. which was nice. So we had a hug and we're like, "Oh god, how am I going to do that for another twelve hours?" And he said, "Oh, it's, he said it's so much. It, you go run at much easier pace. You don't get because you slow down." Yeah. Mm. And this did feel like. I mean, I was watching the two guys that came first and second, just Kevin Muller and um, Malcolm Gamble, just like. Mm-hmm. Just like machines, did, I'm like, oh, I'm like, there's no, I, just, I couldn't. If I wanted to, I couldn't have run. Did the, did the <coughs> top guys, guys and girls, do the thirteen and two? Do they do some? It? Do some? Well, it's funny. I, see, I was only going by what I was told. I hadn't, I didn't know anybody when I got down there too. Which, like, I didn't sort of have that. They've all these guys are track runners. They haven't yeah. been for a long time. Like Tia yeah. Jones came. She was the first. I, got, I came second, and she came first. Yeah. And she was, you know, in 2018 after run Australian after runner of the year, and she's the current world champion. Yep. So amazing. So she was just, but she was lovely. Like she was really encouraging mm. as we, as I think they realised I was sort of in there, in with the mix having a go. Yeah. Um, they all started helping me along and just, yeah, they were really nice. And then, but the guy that came second, all the top four are all on the Australian team now. And I came fifth and then the, um, the guy that came second was giving me all the tips on where to keep my line. And then I hit 100Ks and he's fist pumping as he ran past. And then when I hit 110, he's like, that's great. It was all fantastic. So as far but I spoke to him afterwards after the presentation, we had a big chat and he just he was like it was really nice that I you know, you for can't believe it's first track race. You did yeah. really, really well. Yeah, that's well amazing. that's that's was, another amazing thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like to mm. run that far in your first, mm. first Yeah, so yeah, twelve hour around the track. It was sort of yeah, it was just like I said it was a practice run, it was wasn't really you know, wasn't sure what I could do. But um yeah, he said um I was talking about the 13-2 and he said, oh, Martin likes to do that. He said, I don't like to run like that. And I didn't see any of them really doing a lot of walking. I saw Tia do a bit of walking. I saw Stephen do some walking. So I think everyone's got their own, you know, sort of protocol as to how they pace it. But I'm just going to go with Martin because I'm totally new to this. It's very yeah. different to what I would do. And I figure I walk a lot in ultras anyway. If I do any ultra, I'm doing a fair bit of walking. So. Well, to complete that distance, 
It's worked, hasn't it? Like, yeah. Like, complete that distance. And, I, I, and sure. honestly, the two minutes comes around really quick. That 13 minutes doesn't... It's not like you're hanging out for that. Yeah. And, that, and I'm hoping in the 24 hour, it'll feel a little bit easy because you have dropped that pace a bit because mm. you have to. And he said, you know, you will take a bit of a break and stop and eat properly and things like that, where I never stopped. Like, I was just... Mark would be yeah. hanging on the side and I'd go, why don't you... You're too slow. I'll get on the next time. <laughs> so he wouldn't be out of his whole chair by the time. Like, I don't want something. That's, and he that's says, surprising that he's always off mountain biking. He's hopeless. Right? I know he's not hopeless. He's very good, but he, I think he said to Penny Stevens' wife, he said, how come they can go and run all these ultras for hours? Like, there's, you know, 230K, self-sufficient with their packs. And he goes, every bloody 400 metres, they want something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she, Different and story. And she said, yeah, get used to it. It's a punish. So, yeah. So, because you can just go, well, next up, water. So... So, uh, just because the service just is Just because you can. Because you there. can. Yeah, you know, Karen, that's fantastic. And I think I said to him towards the end, I handed him this caffeinated sugary drink. I got him to make it for me. So that's my last hour. I carried it for two laps and then I thought, get rid of it, right, head down, just keep going, keep going. And I said, give it back to me every second lap. And so he's standing there like a good boy. Yeah. No, next one, next one. So I think I've done five laps before I actually took it off him and he's just standing there on the top of his arm out. Wow. So, yeah. I think they call that love, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a beautiful yeah, thing. He wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So, so, walking pace. My walking pace, that's a good thing because that's a lot of my training at the moment with Martin is um, focused on walking. Yeah. Like just doing walks. You'll see from my Strava, there'll be a lot more walks. Yeah. I'm actually... It's doing my cranky girlfriend you, walk. You're training, yeah. It's training for power. Training yeah. power. Yeah. Power walk. So some are healy, some are flat, some are just trying to, on the track, trying to keep your pace up. Yeah. Um, which is, it's quite hard to do because he wants me under eight minute pace as he I'm walking. Walk, yeah, eight so, minute pace. Yeah, right. So I did, um, I did notice, because I'm really keeping an eye when I was walking to keep that pace up. So I hit 7.45 a couple of times, 7.45. Yeah. Five seven fifty. So I thought that's that's where I need to be in that walking in that two minutes. But because it's only two minutes, it takes you. I reckon feels like thirty seconds to get into that bit yeah. of a stride, mm. and then before you know, and then you've got to time. pick yourself up to run again. So, yeah. and the top more tired you get, the more tired your legs get. The harder it is to um, mm. actually start walking to slow down from a run and get mm. into that walk. Yeah, yeah. It's all, uh, you don't want to because it's a, everything's out of bounds to start, and yeah. it's a different. Um, yeah, but it's you know it's. Definitely slows your heart rate down enough to, you know, sort of get going. And I, I found it was good for your stomach too because I just think for your guts. Because mm. obviously in that 13 minutes you are running probably at a faster pace than you would do in any 100k on the trail. You wouldn't be running at that sort of lift. So that's slowing down. I could, as I felt my tummy sort of mucking up a little bit, I could control it with that walk, mm. which I found good too. So Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's all obviously worked. It's working. Worked. It's working. So, change tack a little bit. Um, so, you've been coached by Martin personally, and you also coach a bunch of runners. So, do you feel like pressure to maintain a certain fitness level or standard of racing to keep inspiring the people that you coach? Um, I, th- I used to. I used, I think, quite a few years ago when I started doing this, it was kind of, I felt there was a lot more pressure on me to perform and to be sort of hmm. up there, I think, in the old days of. Dickos and we used yeah. to, there was a little bit more when those people there because I mean everyone was sort of doing it and it became competitive. I think there was more people trying to compete with, compete against me and beat you for and sure. Beat me. There was definitely that for feeling sure. in it. Um, hello, Dicko. He <laughs> <laughs> listens. I'm <laughs> sure he listens. Still <laughs> relevant. Yeah, still, yeah. still relevant. Does he still run? Yeah. So um, um, yeah, but now honestly, I think now I just um, 
I don't care if if I can coach people that are faster than me and beat me. Happy days, yeah, I love it. And I've got quite a few that are faster than me, so um, probably not over that over the long distances, but definitely shorter distances. I've got runners that will you know smash me, so and that's great. That's good. I want them to. Does does the competitiveness wear off as you get older, or do you you feel like you're you're not as competitive as you were ten years ago? No, I'd say more competitive. (laughs) You're getting more competitive. I think so. I think now as I've sort of got, I just I'm quite comfortable in what I do. I'm picking what I feel like I, I know what I'm doing now. I think and yeah, I, I wasn't. I don't think. I think I was just such a bit of a novice at it. You know, when I first started, yeah. and I wasn't really ever a runner ten years ago. Yeah. I really, I've only started running now. So I just find now I'm definitely competitive. But if you put me on a start line, I want to give it my best shot. Want to get results. I don't go out there to win things. And if, if you do, have you now? It's great. It's a bonus. Mm. But I just go out there to try and obviously do a PB if I can PB something. I've had plenty of races where. I, Having like six foot, I think I've just got worse at six foot. <laughs> and then rather than, getting, rather than getting better, so you know, I can't say I love that race for probably that reason. Um, yeah, but the longer distance, I definitely feel. I just feel like I'm, I, I feel comfortable. I'm in that zone. That's my, hmm. that's my distance. Yeah. How important is it to beat your friends? Depends who they are. <laughs> have you got have you got, have you got people that you train against or um, that you that motivate you to? Oh yeah, to, to... I can't say this. They used to be. I'm not so much more now. I don't think because I don't find that everyone's doing the same race as I do. They will yeah. run the same event, but I'll do the longer version of it. So that's a nice way of saying you're better than everyone. <laughs> you can <laughs> say that. Put in the no. You can say that. I just love honestly. I love going now and having a big career to run with, like you know, like you guys. Mm. To me, that's just. Going down, going somewhere and having a great, great time, great weekend away running. That's what I love about it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Like I said, you come up with a win. And there, I haven't run with Sarah Highfield, is a good friend of mine. And her and I used to be quite competitive. That was always probably her and I used to bat heads a lot. And it was always like, you know, I'd be stronger on the hill, she'd be faster on the flat. And then mm. we come, we both crossed the line frothing at the mouth, ready to die because you know neither of us wanted to let go. And um, she's the only one I've really had that. As a friendship, friendship running, mm, yeah. yeah. Her. So she's and, still and alive. You're talking. You're talking. Still, you're talking like she's dead. She's Is not, she dead to you? She's definitely not dead. No, <laughs> she no, she, no. She's still well and truly alive, but she, um, yeah, unfortunately, had has got a heart condition. So which that's... you broke her heart. <laughs> you broke her. Heart. You beat her too many times. <laughs> I no. still see running. She still runs. I mean, she's. Oh, and I can probably say she'd still beat me on the flight against sure, all doctors' still, advice. I yeah. see her running. That's her. That's so. she. That is Sarah's a runner. Yeah. And, Always will be, and that's that's great. No, no offence intended, Sarah. That was just uh, making making a joke, <laughs> making a pun of the uh, the heart, the broken heart. Should be fine. Should be fine with that. Should be fine. Should be fine with that. Sarah's tough as nails. So you seem to be able to motivate all these other guys to push their boundaries and have a crack at some of these big ultras. Is there anyone that you've really had to drag kicking and screaming along, and in the end they've really thanked you for it? Oh, I've got plenty. Yeah, I think it's a daily event. Yeah. Plenty. Oh, I can't. You can't ask me to name names because I can't do that. No, sure. no, no. So sure you but, can't. I'm just going to write them down and be a paper. <laughs> I'm and, not going to. And you can them. say yes or no. They, they really just want a gentle prod. You think that? There's you know, plenty that just need. Yeah. Well, I think you know what the biggest thing for me is it's confidence. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to read out. It's anything. confidence because a lot of them. I think they've all got the ability, but they just don't have the confidence to go and have a crack. They don't believe in themselves enough. And I think that's 
been my biggest thing, I think, is convincing people, even if it's a for a 10 or 11k run, yeah. is telling you've got the ability to do it. If they can come and do my classes, which are generally pretty hard mm. for an hour, mm. they can run 10 goes. Yeah. You know, that's what I say. If you can go out and do this, you can do it. So, with the right bit of training, and it's just confidence. And yeah, we took a few up to Glow Room, um, Glow Room Tunnel mm. Marathon last year um, that had never done anything like that. They did the half marathon, but just came, they came across the line skipping and having going, that was fantastic. And yeah. It's so good to see people that were shitting themselves and really not want to do it. And I've had people crying on the start line going, What am I doing here? And mm. once the gun goes, I said, Once you start running, you'll be fine. And they come back, they go, That was fantastic. They all thank you in the end. They do. I've never had anyone come back and punch me in the head because I don't think it was too They couldn't catch you anyway. So. <laughs> oh, no. So, so look, you, you've been running running energy fitness for 13 years. Do you think um, people's attitude to exercise has changed during that time? And I guess the fitness industry in general, is that... Um, well, I have to think the people I train, their attitude to fitness has changed. Mm. And I have to think, you know, that we've... You know, I've introduced a lot of things to the people in our area and Gami and this sort of community that I trained because there's been a lot of... I mean, a lot of people, when they first started training, didn't do anything like this. And, you know, I really didn't do a lot of that running when I first started the business too. It's just evolved. And as I've gone along, people have seen the interest in it and then I've sort of started encouraging people to come along. And then, mm. you know, now we do so much trail running and I think they've seen how much I love it and I've tried to introduce some of that into classes as well. And then they've gone, oh, this is really fun. And um, so... Now that I think just in general I've seen a lot, I've trained a lot of people in 13 years mm. and I see a lot of people that are still fit and doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's it's good for our community. It's good for mm. like our kids and where we've definitely had yeah some good success stories and I haven't lost too many. That nah, have just you get some loyal people. I've got, some, I've got some very loyal clients, but I think yeah. you know I think what it is is everyone they make each other want mm. to keep going too so it's, mm. it's just a really good environment the group, very, like, the group factor is, is very important and I think I think mm. they're an encouraging group too they've all they've all been there and you know I've got guys that are, you know, are in their 50s now and they're running UTA and doing things like that I've got you know, a guy two years ago turned 50 did six foot track had awesome. never really done you know so it's and he had to go through his qualify for Coastal Classic so he, I'd like to sort of build him up over a couple of years and sort of say you know we can aim and do that so it's good to see Paul Gallen been on the show Paul Gallen Paul Gallen friend him. Friend, yeah. friend of the group interviewee yeah he did well, the road trip with us yeah. he'll never be the same not, again. this won't be broadcast at all will it, until next week We've got, yeah, we've got time. I'm not going to screen anything so whatever so, you say is going on I can on. say something but it can get out after tomorrow yeah correct yeah. Paul Gowan's surprise 50th birthday tomorrow morning. Is that right? Oh, really? So we're all off to that yeah, tomorrow Happy night. birthday, Paul. Oh, so happy wish you a happy birthday. You don't yeah. know this, but I'm going to be at your party tomorrow night. And I'm spewing because I can only stay a little while because I've got to get up for Mount Solitude the next well, day. Well, hopefully it's as good this... a party as the gay Scottish Indian wedding we crashed at the Carrington Hotel oh. after Six Foot Track. It's going to be yeah. hard one to top, I think. It was, a, it was a big party. <laughs> and I should take this opportunity, Paul... To say sorry for getting us thrown out of the bank hotel after six foot track. But no, mate, it was time. It was time. It I think. Was time. Yeah, I think I did it's us all a favour. Paul's been thrown out of something. No, it no. wasn't his fault. He was having a great time. Yeah, he's having a great I time. Dancing on his own yeah. on the front. He's just normally the last <laughs> one standing at every energy fitness Christmas party. That's yeah. for sure. So. It is nice to live on your own terms, but unfortunately <laughs> I cut that short. But we had a great time. We had a great weekend away. Happy birthday, Paul. Look forward to catching up for a beer soon. We should go to a listener question. Yeah. What, do you, what do you got, Hattie? I've got, I got a few this week. The phone's been running hot. So uh, first question is from the Gavatron. Gav. Yeah, Gav. 
Good friend oh, of the show. So, away. so he starts with, I'm a big fan of the show, but I'm perennially confused by the insider phrases that you continually use. Uh, could you please provide some clarity on the following terms? So I, I guess I'll just run through the terms. We can we can provide some clarity for Gavachon. Please do. So term one is bombing the D. Have you heard this before? I've heard it. We've used it before, obviously. We've used it before. You please explain. There's these guys that smash the downhills and, you know, little mountain goats like Michelle and Hamilton. They, mm. they seem to make up a lot of ground on the downhill and I don't know. That's that's pretty obvious, that one, I suppose. It's, yeah, and normally yeah. that's their strength running downhill. Yeah, not so much uphill. Not so much uphill. Yeah, yeah we don't need to say anything. Uh, no, no, just no. leave it at that. Very good. Yeah. Um, next one, playing in the V. Do you know yeah. what that means? It's a cricket term. Yeah. Just playing the ball forward. So I guess I guess it means starting a race conservatively. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It doesn't sound that difficult, but playing in the V early in a race to start out slow, Gav. Not your strength, mate. No. Um, and then filling your boots. So I guess that comes after playing in the V. If you if you start a race conservatively, then you can. You can smash the finish, like the last two hours of your 12-hour race. Filled your boots right up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got home strong. Uh, the next one's a three-fluid run. I think mm-hmm. that brings us back to our interview with Zulu. With Zulu. Episode five? Maybe. Do yourself Maybe. a favour, go to the back catalogue and look up episode five with Zulu. Oh, it's on my list to look. I'm yeah. slowly getting through them all. Yeah. His was a good one. This, He's got a lot. His was very good. He talked about... Talked about um, not really. He had a coach who said that you haven't tried hard enough in any session unless you've lost three fluids. <laughs> and so you lose your imagination. It doesn't matter three, what the fluids any, are. Any, any fluids? Once three, you know. That's hardcore. Pretty easy to do I'll two. I'll have to remember that. Pretty easy yeah. to do yeah, two. two but the third three. one is very individual, but tricky. Yeah. Well, we looked it up. There's a lot of fluids that the body can excrete, yeah. but I won't go into them because that's disgusting. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, your third fluid's pretty personal. Uh, yeah. yeah, you must have run pretty hard. Well, I'm thinking I've of seen your, that I've seen your, I've seen, I've seen your, I've seen your third vomit on the finish line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that counts. Yeah, yeah, right. that counts. Sweat, tried hard. Sweat and spit are pretty common. Snot. Yeah, sweat, spit, snot. Yeah. People know what the fluids are. So, so you've obviously tried hard though. Yeah. You're getting three fluids. Yeah. Thanks, Ulu. There you go. Um, next is Jesus on the cross. So controversial term, mm. but um, you looked like that when I saw you at North Face. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that means in the aquatic centre. It means yeah, that's I thought, right. Yeah, you, you were yeah. Well, that's put in the grave. As well yeah, as so I that's, yeah, that's not the definition I was going for. But it generally means that you're ready for a race. You you can see five or six ribs on either side, and you're oh, good yeah. and skinny. That was you then too. Yeah. Well, I was obviously ready to pull out of the race at that point. Thank God. <laughs> I think I think that's what he refers to Jesus on day three. <laughs> that was what I looked like. Right. Yeah. Okay. I was a bit further gone. Anyway, that's self-explanatory. I would have thought. That's a good one. It's yeah. A great, um, it's a great term. Pop in the bonnet. You heard of this one? I have heard of popping the bonnet. Yeah, you're a fan of popping the bonnet? I'm a fan of anyone who wants to pop the bonnet. Yeah. If they've got something worth popping. Yeah. It's a good engine. Yeah. <laughs> good engine. Yeah. You've got a good so, engine. You've got a good engine, bonnet. pop away. Yeah. If not, anyway, let it bolt it shut. Gavatron's kidding if he doesn't have a popping the bonnet. He's a massive exponent of the bonnet pop. Best so, claims he hasn't done it. Yeah, please. Have you seen him with his shirt off? I, I don't think I need to. His singlet is that tight. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's yeah, it doesn't leave a lot to the imagination, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, popping the bonnet's clearly ripping your shirt off for a run. Yeah. We, we're, we're moving out of that, that territory now. It's going to be cooler in Sydney. Mm. Probably don't need to do it. Mm. Anyway, that's what it means. Sandbagging. You know, Samane's, Samane's strength. She's oh, uh, sand, sandbagging leading into UTA. I'm just going to take it easy. Yeah, start, starting in wave yeah. four and aiming for 19 hours in UTA might be sandbagging. All I want is a sub-19. I need a Western States qualifier. There you go. Only reason uh, I we should say point. Strategic That's sandbagging, not, I guess. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to support my clients in this race. Okay. That's the... Alright. Unless, unless, unless they don't look like it, finishing under 19. It almost <laughs> sounds legitimate until you get to the start line and go, see no, you guys at the finish. No, no I've got, <laughs> well, got 24 hour, four weeks after, yeah. so okay. that's, that's, not a, so, that's not a sandbag. What about, I've what probably about, sandbagged before, but that's... What about uh, Pirate's Code? The Pirate's Code? Yeah, <laughs> that's well, a good one. Gab didn't actually ask for that, but we could, we could mention it. Chuck that in, that's a good one. I guess that just means like... Whoever's left behind stays behind. You yeah. know, you don't wait for them if the Pirates code's in place. Yeah. If you're a bit slow on the day, then... So you could go out for a run on coastal track with a group. Yeah, and if then, the Pirates code was enforced. And then and then you get the feeling that it's going to be... The, the, the day could take an hour longer than it needs to, and then you just got to say, right, a Pirates code. That's that's another a, word for dropping. You that's dropped. a Matt North that Pirates personal code. one. That's all right. Yeah. That. Big fan of the Pirates Code, the Woofie. Yeah, that's <laughs> basically it's what I like to do. I'm done. I'm just yeah. going. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I, hope, I hope you make the ferry. <laughs> See you in hell. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is Black Ops. So I'm assuming that's referring to for going off Strava for a while and just hiding in the wilderness. Yeah. That's a big... Big do Oppermann we, move, that one. Do we know what other people that are, that are off Strava as What well? have you got, what have you got to, to hide, hide? exactly? My... Oh, I just realised I was off Strava for about 12 months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't talk to you much in that period it's of time. Off, is he? Yeah. Oh, no, he might be back. He cycles he between comments a lot of mine, so I thought he was around. Yeah, he's just creeping out on everyone else's Strava. <laughs> Michelle goes on Black Ops a bit. Haven't seen Michelle on for a while. No, Pete Cole goes on Black Ops he's been, permanently. He's, he's never on there. Yeah. I know. Marty, Marty Keys. Yeah. yeah. Why do they do it? Pete Cole's got a got a profile, but it ain't under Pete Cole. Ah, right. And he won't let me follow him. I know. I know what it is, and there's no way. Really? The request just sits there. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I don't know. What have you got to hide? I don't know. Tell me, running. That's what I figure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. I don't think it's yeah. Anyway, it's all I'm part of the, it's all part of the fun. Anyway, I think we we've got that sorted. That's all the uh, the terms Gabatron was confused about. Good, uh, should... good question, Gab. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> thanks. We should get a Norg thesaurus going, just so it's out there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, we started it now. Yeah, yeah. Se- second question. I haven't heard a lot of that, so that was interesting. <laughs> second question is from Judge Stewart. So this is for you, Sim, specifically. Uh, so it's commonly known that the hottest way to wear a ponytail is three fingers below the crown. There you go. Right. Um, does this approach work for you on race day or do you tend to revert to the low ponytail for reduced wind resistance? Mm, I'm, I'm more of a, a mid-height ponytail <laughs> judge. <laughs> mid, mid, mid. Good, good. Mid, so somewhere yeah. in between. So somewhere you in between because it's got to fit your hat. So you're balancing yeah. sort of um, aesthetics with wind resistance. A yeah, little bit. and yeah. then it's, as soon as it, it's got to be off your neck because your ponytail gets full of sweat. So once it's sweaty, it's, up in, it's in a bun anyway. So I suppose it does. 
Yeah, Good just... question for someone from someone with no very ponytail. little hair. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> very little. Loves a high ponytail though. The judge loves it. <laughs> and we've got um, one more from an actual listener question. I think from Matt. I don't know who Matt is. Um, so with the growing popularity of trail running and many races selling out in minutes or having a lottery-based entry system, do you think race organisers need to look at look at their race cutoff times and qualification standards? Hundred percent. Yeah. I think so. I think um, I've always said I think six foot track their qualifier for Coastal Classic yep. is too slow, soft, way soft. I yep. think it's just, and I think it's shown by the amount of people that get picked up by the sweeps on the back end of the course. Most of them are all Coastal um, Classic qualified. Mm. Um, a lot of them say most of them, but a lot of them are. Yeah, I just don't think the distance and the terrain. Why Coastal Classic is a tough race, I just don't think it has the toughness to put them in paid for six foot. Totally I, I emailed the race director today of six foot ah. to ask about the Royal Double Ultra being a qualifier because mm. it's a 52, 50k race. Yeah. He replied, yeah, send us the details, he's interested. Excellent. So well, that's good. See, that's, to me, that's something that's worthwhile. Yeah. Coastal, great race, tough race. Mm. I think it's one of the toughest 29k races out there for sure. But to be a qualifier. four fifteen is it four fifteen? I'm pretty sure is a qualifier for. I think if it was three forty five, yeah, I think that should. I think that should be the qualifier. If you can do it in three forty five, I think you've got a good. Grade. If you're doing it in four fifteen. It's a big step to go from that to six foot. Track, yeah, yeah, that's right. And to get in, get in under seven hours. That's yeah. my idea. Well, the fact that it's fifteen k's more, you've got so much more elevation. That's right. So much harder. Different should, race. I think you Different should have race. at least the equivalent distance as mm. a qualifier. I think so. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, good listener questions. Mm. Good, good. So uh, you're obviously busy managing your training, Mark, kids, your business. How do you fit it all into your week? um, Luckily, my job allows me to... I'm probably... I do a lot of my work early in the morning. So I've got the days... The days free to do um, the training or run the business. Obviously, the business takes up a lot of time. So um, I'm very lucky now. I've actually got staff that work for me, which I haven't had for the last you know, 11, 12 years. So um, it's great now that I've got some good people working for me. And that allows me to have the odd day off where I can then get up and just have the days of training day, not go to work and then have to go and train. So most of my training runs were always done at 9 o'clock after school drop-off and um, my kids are older now. I've got one who's out of school and one who's in year nine, so she's pretty they're pretty self sufficient. The kids now, I don't have to get up and get them off to school either, so I've got a little bit more freedom there. But um, I'm just I think I'm pretty organised. We just got to be organised. I've got day set days that I do set things. Um, yeah, I've got a good husband who does. I don't iron. I don't wash really. He does all that sort of stuff. But oh, he, always, that's that's, he always does. That's been his thing. Yep. I don't iron my lycra. Yeah. <laughs> he irons business shirts and kids stuff, so he's always done the ironing. Um, I do other things. I clean the house. I've got jobs to run. Yeah, we've all got our jobs in, the, in our house. We've got a good balance. Balance. We've got a great balance. And, yeah. You know, and it's good now too. The kids are older and Mark likes mountain biking too, so we've always sort of juggled that. But now we pretty much just go in our time and when it suits us, he rides, I run, like I see, meet you in the middle somewhere. So, yeah. yeah, it's good. And it's been great lately too because we've been able to balance our riding and running and on some little trips away or weekends away. So you're yeah, going down to Bright next weekend. So he's coming down to ride in Bright. That was a good, good yeah. way to get him down there. So, And, and you're going to run the trails, he'll I'm ride? Do, yeah, well, I'm doing Buffalo Stampede on Sunday, the marathon on Sunday. 
This weekend? Next week. Solitary this weekend. Next weekend's Buffalo Stampede. Wow. So how far is Buffalo Stampede? 42. 42. Yeah. So 24 this Sunday. 42 next 42 Sunday. 42 next Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Busy. What, what other races yeah. you got coming up? Um, I've got, after that, then UTA 100. Yep. So, in, in so that's May. May. And then the 24-hour in June. In June. 24-hour track in June. Yep. Yeah. Have you got anything planned after June? Or are you just going to wait and see? Yeah, wait see what up? happens with June. Yeah, um, depending on how that goes with June, with the qualifying. If um, if I if I don't make the cut, which you know it's quite likely not possible, I've just got to go out there and see what I can do. Um, if it doesn't all come to fruition, then I'm planning on doing Surf Coast Century. Yeah, which I was going to do as a um, Western States qualifier because I'm trying to keep my tickets in. So, um, but because of the track things a bit up in the air, if I do make the team, I can't do Surf Coast Century. Too close to October. Okay. Yeah, so they've already said you can't make. Yeah, you know, if you make the team, you can't can't run an ultra. I think six weeks before. So yeah. So that's a knock on the head. So I've got, I've got nothing else. It's, so the, only other, the only other qualifier is Blackall Hundred, which is in October too. So that's why at the last minute I just went. Oh, I'll enter UTA and just get that sub nineteen. Get. The, I just want the ticket in there. So. Oh, yeah. okay. So you just want to maintain but your, your lottery. That's it. Yeah, West, that's the West only reason I'm doing the hundred. Yeah. So I really, it's not sandbagging. I really am not <laughs> going because I just don't want to have my legs smashed. I want to actually pull up from it really well and not, you know, have too much fatigue. So yeah, yeah I just want to cruise it and just take all the ego out of it and just enjoy it. Actually, just want yeah. to have a go and have a run with some clients and just help them through it because I've got two first timers doing the hundred. Yeah, it's a real starting together. So we could just sort of even run the first fifty k's with them and just guide them through and. Yeah, a bit of support for them, which I think, I don't know if they're happy or not about it, but yeah, so they can ditch me at any time. Oh, I'm sure they would be. So, yeah. Good so to have your experience and support. Hopefully, yeah. So, they're two different sort of disc, um, paces, the two runners, so, but I think they're both, kind of, I just want to hold them back to yeah. get them through that first 50Ks, you know, that's yeah, yeah. all about that. That's good so, advice, isn't it? Just, yeah. Just hold back. So, if 50. I can hold them back for the first 50 and then after that, just sort of see where they're at and yeah. push them on, so, yeah. I'm sure they'll be happy. Make a decision at Megalong and see what's going on then, so, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Look, it's going to be a different type of running. So. That's good. Yes. All right. Well, um, if the listeners want to follow and, and track your progress, you're on Strava. Can they request to follow you? Yeah. 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 Simone Hayes. Just Simone Hayes. And are you on Instagram? Yep. Energy Fitness. Energy, Energy Fitness, Fitness Guy Me. Guy Energy me. Fitness Guy Me is our Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And Facebook. Facebook yep. and have you got a website yep. as well? Energyfitnessguymedia.com.au. Good, good. Yep. And that all sounds good. So, look, wishing you uh, best of luck for your upcoming race. You've got plenty on. Bit coming up, yeah. And uh, fingers crossed that you're going to make that Australian team and qualify in, oh, in June. It would be very cool. Yeah. 46 and wearing the Aussie jersey, but yeah. you know, it's got to happen first. So, yeah, I just got to do what I can to stay healthy, stay uninjured. Yeah. And um yeah, that's my plan, it's just to fucking tickle those little boxes and just get there on the day and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it a good crack, but you know, it's not gonna be life changing if I don't make it, it's not gonna be a big thing, but it'd be probably will be life changing if I do make it. So yeah, yeah. We'll see. Of yeah. course. So yeah. it's exciting. Something different. And so it's a different focus too of what I've done in the last few years, so just something different to, Yeah. To do, yeah. Yeah. Do you um do you get down the track and, and, and do some training? I ha- I've done that done it once. I've yeah. been down the track once. I actually did say to Martin, Oh god, please don't tell me I've got to go and train on the track, it'll do my head in like, yeah. can I just keep trying to train on road to try yeah. and, so, yeah. and the answer was yes, that you can jump I wouldn't have you out there because you'll go nuts. Yeah. But um, yeah. I'll have to do a little bit on the track just to get a few yeah, a few sessions and things in. I know Stephen and a few other guys do a fair bit on the track, but um 
Yeah, I, I don't think it'll appeal to me. I think I'll lose interest in it yeah. very quickly if, it, if I had to do that. So, yeah. like I said, I've always, if I don't enjoy the training, I won't do the racing. So Save it for the event. I think so. And I don't, yeah. don't think I need... It's just running to me. It's you time know, on your really, feet, it's time it? on my feet. And I think I'm stronger running on the trails and the road with a bit of undulation than I am just yeah, going around, around circles too. So um, I know I can do it. I know I can be mentally tough to do that if I have to do it. I've just got to start and it's a job to do that. So I feel sort of feel it. It's just yeah. just put your head down and just do what you got to do. Get it done. The hours to go. Yeah. There you go. Well, well thank yeah. you for sharing your story. Well, and congratulations on your success. Well, you've, you, you've had an amazing year and, you know, you've accomplished so much in the last 10 years. So your, I think your story will matter about a lot of people to um, to get involved and to take on bigger tasks and bigger projects and bigger races. So just got to um, want to do it. You've got to want to Anyone do it. Anyone can do it. Yeah. Don't, don't want, be scared. Want to, to do it. Yeah, have a go. Have a go. Have a crack. What's the worst thing? As I said, you've got nothing to lose. What's, what's the worst yeah. thing that can happen? You just walk walk to the finish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so good on you. Thanks for your time, Simone. Thanks, Matt. Thank and uh, look forward to seeing you out running soon. I will. <laughs>